0: and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas.
1: Are you between a rock and a hard place? more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray welcome to save the lost at all costs posted by save the lost at all costs inc featuring your sister in christ and humble servant of the lord nina s griffin Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion today. If you have a praise report, have a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. Again, 702-650-5588 for all our local in the great Las Vegas area. Hello, not greater, but great. Amen. Amen. Now, outside the Las Vegas area, we have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. I say again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. 800-366-8883. We are being broadcasted over KKVV's AM dial and FM dial. For our AM listeners, it's 1060 AM. For our FM listeners, it's 101.5 FM. Additionally, we're being streamed live over the Godnet. Some call it the Internet. I call it the Godnet. Amen. Mm which is www.kkvv.com hello and God bless we just wave to you again we are also being streamed live over the God Net which is also called the internet from KKVV's uh, website we just mentioned that www.kkvv.com and Save the Lost at all costs we also have a website and our website is www.savethelosslv.org. if you have missed any of our previous broadcasts you can go to our website Again, www.savethelosslv.org. Click on to what you've missed. Get blessed. The gospel is always free on our watch. In addition to that, you can catch us on iTunes. It is also at no charge. The gospel again is still free on our watch. We have wonderful resources. Get blessed. Go to the website again. www.savethelosslv.org. And to my right, some will see him to their left, is my brother in Christ, which would be Brother Vernon Davis. How are you, man of God?
2: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
1: Wonderful, wonderful. And I will be there on Sunday, Brother Vernon. Okay. I want you to know that I took a roundabout way and went to another church. I was blessed by Bishop... uh, T.L. Collier this morning, uh, uh, Moments of Blessings, House of Prayer. It was wonderful, but I will definitely... get back to see you next Sunday, Brother Thank Bernie. you so much. And uh, you tell your pastor that uh, I purpose in my heart and my mind, and I will be there. Okay. And my mother was fellowshipping with me, so we had a great time in the Lord. Amen. It was wonderful. Amen. I'm blessed to have my mother, 81 years young, in the land of the living, loving the Lord, worshipping the Lord. It's just wonderful when you have a praying, saved mother. I, I cannot begin to tell you the eternal blessings you will receive from that. So i you. Thank you, Lord, for my mother. Mommy, if you're listening, I love you. And I can't wait to see you when I get off air. (laughs) We got things to do. Amen. All righty. What we're talking about today, Brother Vernon, is there's a Jeremiah in the midst. So we're talking about the prophet Jeremiah today. So our topic today is there's a Jeremiah in the midst. So we're going to get right to the reading of the scripture. And before we get to that, I just want to give a little backdrop on some things about the prophet Jeremiah. A lot of people know him as the weeping prophet. But Jeremiah's name means Yahweh throws to elevate or to be exalted by God. So Yahweh throws Uh, To be elevated or exalted by God. That's what his name means. And uh, he wrote the book of Jeremiah. He was inspired by God. So it has his name. And everything is attributed to him. Except for chapter 52. Now. Jeremiah had over 40 years. Of ministry. And the thing about Jeremiah. Is that he was going to be a prophet before he was even born it was already designated that he would be a prophet and he was called very early and we're going to look in the scriptures and we're going to see that because you and i have already gone over that in chapter one correct amen all right and uh he grew up in a town called ananath and that's spelled a-n-a-t-h-o-t-h and it was a couple of miles south of jerusalem And it was in the territory of Benjamin. Now, King David is of the tribe of Benjamin. The Apostle Paul is of the tribe of Benjamin. And his father was the high priest. And his name was Hilkiah. And that's spelled H-I-L-K-I-A-H. And he was the high priest in Jerusalem. Now, believe it or not, Brother Vernon, his father... ...is attributed to finding the lost book of the law... ...when he was in the temple at the time of King Josiah. So his father is this preeminent high priest. I mean, he found the lost book of the law? That's huge. That's tremendous. And this is Jeremiah's father. So Jeremiah comes from the Levitical priesthood. But he is not going to be a high priest... He's going to be a prophet. And boy, is he going to be a prophet. Now, some of the things that have happened to Jeremiah during the time that he was called by God to be a prophet. He was persecuted by his own. He was threatened in his hometown. He was tried for his life by priests and prophets. He was put in stocks. He was forced to flee, publicly humiliated by a false prophet named Hananiah, thrown into a cistern. That's like a big well full of water. And those are some of the assignments that he had. Now, he came about the time when uh, God had pronounced judgment on Judah. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we are going to look and see what's really going on here. And his ministry is prophetic. And believe it or not, in the book of Joshua, which happened 800 years before what our prophet Jeremiah has witnessed, actually pronounced that the house of Israel would be taken into captivity. And we'll save that for next week. We want people to stay tuned. To what we're doing. And what God has given to us. But let's uh, get to the first uh Few verses that we're going to look at in Jeremiah. We're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 1 and we're going to look at verses 4 through 10. 4 and through you, 10. 4 name. through 10. And you have the New King James Version. Is that correct, yes. man of God? Yes, I do. Alrighty. So I've given them a little backdrop on Jeremiah. And if you could uh bless us, that would be wonderful.
2: Okay, the book of Jeremiah, verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. 6. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. 7. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. 8. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. 10. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant.
1: Okay, now I want you to go to, I want to go over these scriptures, but I also want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 16, and I want you to read verse 2, please.
2: Jeremiah sixteen two. you shall not take a wife, nor shall you have sons or daughters in this place.
1: Jeremiah could not have a wife, nor could he have sons or daughters. His service was totally for the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you
1: imagine that? And that was part of the thing that he had to weep unto the Lord. He had no one to weep amongst his wife. He couldn't weep among his children. You know, sometimes we have our children and our husbands and our wives that comfort us. His comfort was totally derived from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Total devotion. And service to the Lord. So let's go back to the, the scriptures here, brother Most uh, excuse me, Brother Vernon. Amen. Now verse four, what does it say, man of God?
2: Then the word of the Lord came to me saying
1: So he knew unequivocally it was God speaking to him. And he's a young man. But he knew it was God. It was God. Now, his father was the high priest. We have established that. Mm -hmm. And he has a special designation because he found the lost book of the law. And he is serving as the high priest in the temple of Jerusalem under King Josiah. So, in the womb, Jeremiah was being taught. Mm -hmm. And it was already designated that he would be a prophet. So, it's wonderful to have godly parents. And it's wonderful to be in the house of God. So, let's look at verse 5.
2: Verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations.
1: Now, That's how intimate God is with us because he's our creator. Mm -hmm. So he knows us before we knew ourselves. And he has a plan and a purpose already before he came out of the womb. Isn't that wonderful to know that God has a plan and purpose for your life, for your unique life? Even before you come to this earth. We have that going for us. Brother Vernon. And then he says. I sanctified thee. Can you imagine. That God sanctified him. Set him apart to do this work. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. And not only did he sanctify him. He said I ordained. thee A prophet. He wasn't rating on a denomination to give or ordination. Mm-hmm. God ordained him. Not only did he ordain him, he sanctified it before he ordained him. And he knew him even before he was formed and came out of his mother's belly. Amen. Wow. And what does it say then?
2: Then said I. Oh Lord God, behold I cannot speak for I am Well let's youth. go
1: back. It says a prophet unto the oh. nations. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. That's plural, not singular. That's right. right. Nations. Wow. We're not limited in our breath in our location. We do have a caller, so let's take the call. Hello, you're on save the loss at all costs and God bless you.
0: Oh, thank you. God bless you too. I uh, I just had these feelings, you know, because I'm beginning to realize my purpose on Earth. It took 65 years. I just I just want to say that you you're in your own way, you're a saint, just like Mother Teresa. And and I really appreciate your teachings. you you're the best ever.
1: Well, I appreciate your compliment, but I cannot do anything in among myself. It all happens because of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I do appreciate your compliment. I am humbled Amen. by please. it, but please continue to pray for my strength in the Lord, because I only want to do what God asked me to do.
0: Well, you're, you're doing it, and, and I appreciate it, and, and, and uh, thank you for doing God's will.
1: Well, thank you. And I'm glad that you were patient because sometimes we have to wait on the Lord to call us. And I, and I thank God that you remain faithful until you heard directly from him and he gave you your assignment. It does not mean that it's going to happen right out of the womb. You know what I mean? The thing is to be patient and to know That you're hearing straight from God and he would be very specific in your assignment. So I thank you for your patience and your obedience and that you heard God's voice and more so than that, you recognized it to be God. Because one thing the enemy does is he tries to pretend that he's God, just like he pretended to know God's plan for eve and manipulated eve do you understand what i'm saying so we have to be yes. very very careful when we have weaknesses which we all do and the thing is is that the temptation didn't cause eve to sin it was eve's desire to be like god that's when the sin happened
0: well okay i'm gonna meditate on that thank you nina god bless
1: all right god bless Amen. you more thank you bye-bye Bye. See, the thing is, is that we have to be be very, very mindful about temptation, man of God, because that's when it happened. When she had more of a desire to be like God than what God had for her already. Then she was convinced to eat the fruit because she believed that if she ate the fruit, she, she would, would be, be right. all knowing like God. See, we hear lies every day, but when we act upon the lie, that's when it becomes a problem because we believe it would be more beneficial to us than what God has for us. So we have to catch that in our spirit and be mindful of that and understand that Jeremiah knew as a youth that it was God speaking. Amen. Amen. So we see it says nations. So he's going to have movement. He's going to be leaving his home and go out and proclaim God's word to the nations. Amen? Amen? Okay. Now we're in verse six, right?
2: Right. Then said I, our Lord God, Behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth.
1: Okay. So I'm looking at the King James Version and it says verse six. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. Hmm. God told him all these wonderful things from the very beginning, even prior to his existence. And his response is what? He cannot do do something. Why can't he do it?
2: Because he's young. He's a child.
1: His youth. youth. So... A lot of us are young in our walk with Christ because we have recently given our lives to Christ or rededicated our lives to Christ, came back. And so the thing is, is that we consider that we can't do it. So it's a natural response to say in our humanness. See, this is a human part talking. This is the man part talking. I can't do it. But what does God say to that?
2: But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak.
1: Wow. So he was rebuked. Mm -hmm. He was corrected in love. Mm -hmm. And God said, do not say that. And what did he say? You he said, ahead. you will go. What? Do you see the word all?
2: All. To all to whom I send you.
1: Okay, all. Everyone. So it doesn't mean that they're necessarily friendly, right? hmm It doesn't mean that they're necessarily believers. It says to all. And they're all type of people in the nations, correct? Amen. And they may not necessarily look like him. Be of his lineage be of his ethnicity, be of his gender, be of his social status. We have to understand this young man was a child of the high priest. So I would assume that he has some creature comforts. Hmm. So he's going to see all types of people, right? All right. So it says... And whatsoever I command. So whatever God tells him to say he, he, say, he has to say it. Right. And he says, and and who is commanding? God is commanding, right. right? Right. So.
2: So to me, that's like, regardless of fears or insecurities, and that brings, that brings the comfort with me of her confidence. If he said it for thee, then I just, I have to, I have no, I shouldn't have to fear. Because he's commanding, and, and whatever I command, you shall speak. So that's God. So of course, the right.
1: But if God's commanding yeah. it, God is ordaining right. it, God is sanctifying right. it. Right. It, he will have his perfect will in his perfect way. Right. Can you imagine right. being selected to do the service of God?
2: Right. right.
1: And having that type of kingdom behind you right. and that foundation the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. Man, it's taking my breath away, brother Vernon. All right, let's look at verse 8.
2: Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord.
1: Do not be afraid of their faces. He anticipates that Jeremiah will have some fear. Amen. He will have some reservation. But he says, don't be afraid of their faces. And he says, he says, because of what? The first thing he says, I'm with you. And then he says, I'll deliver you. So he expects Jeremiah to have some great opposition to where they may be a portion of him to be physically confined physically confronted physically hurt and then with that type of pain there's a mental anguish and there's an emotional anguish that he is going to have some great opposition it would be emotionally it'll be mentally and it'll be physically correct amen But guess what God said? Whatever it is, I will deliver you. And when God delivers you, doesn't he heal you? Doesn't he restore you? Doesn't he have loving kindness towards you? Doesn't he have grace and doesn't he have mercy? Look at all these wonderful things. His name, God throws. Can you imagine? God is using Jeremiah to throw towards these people. Can you imagine his instrument? You know what Jeremiah is coming as, Brother Vernon? What do you throw? A javelin. What do you throw? Spring. A store a, a sword. sword. Jeremiah is a sword. He is oh the God. sword. Wow. I'm getting excited, brother. Alrighty. So what does verse nine say?
2: Then the Lord put forth his hand, and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth.
1: Let's let's meditate on that.
2: That's it. Once that happens,
1: he said the Lord touched him. That's it. And the Lord said, not only did he touch him, Brother Vernon, he spoke to him too. Can you imagine being touched and spoken to by the Lord simultaneously. Amen. And he said that he would put. Whose words. His
2: own words. God, the
1: Lord's Lord words would go into Jeremiah's mouth. Can you imagine. That you are in a vessel. your instrument. Of the Lord. And he is putting his words. Into your mouth. They're not your words. They are the Lord's words. We ought to get excited about that. And people don't like the word of God necessarily. Sometimes people who say they are God's people don't like it. Amen. Amen. But whose words are Jeremiah speaking?
2: God's. Only God's.
1: Only God's.
2: That that transformed.
1: Can you believe that?
2: I believe it. Yes.
1: Wow. Now verse 10.
2: Verse 10. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out. and. Okay,
1: let's stop right there. But I want you to finish that and we're going to go back. It just blessed me so much. God in heaven. So if you can finish verse 10 and then we're going to break that down. I'm sorry. It just touched me right there. So forgive me.
2: I'll start over. But it's, it's, see, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant
1: all right brother Vernon we're gonna have to take this and break this verse all the way down first of all the word see when someone tells you to see they need you to get it very clear in your physical eyesight and in your mind and in your heart do you understand Those are three dimensions we got to operate in. We got to come from a heart dimension. We have to come from a a logic. And we have to come from a physical that we see this. So God says, See. So that's a command within itself to see. Mm -hmm. Focus. Let it come into view. Adjust your sights. So now that we're seeing, guess what our mind and our hearts open up okay and and there's and there's a declaration from god right here go ahead
2: i have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms
1: can you imagine there are kings already in place there are priests already in place there are prophets he has contemporary prophets that are prophesying the same time that he is there are men of wealth There are very strong enemy kingdoms. There are women, children, men, sons. Guess what? He says, over the nations and over the kingdoms. This is a man that said he couldn't accept assignment because of what?
2: Because he's a youth, a child.
1: So God can use a youth, correct? God can use anything that he chooses to do. So that doesn't mean anything. People want to dismiss someone because of their age. Amen. Because of what they look like. Amen. Their gender, their social status, their resume, lack of a resume. Their past uh, events in their lives. Their bloodline, if you will, their geographical location, their citizenship or non-citizenship.
2: It's
1: a big thing going on right now, right? Yes. But he said, over the nations and And over over the 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 kingdoms." kingdoms. Isn't that something? Yes. And what is he supposed to do? Now, he says, this day I am declaring... That you are over the nations and the kingdoms. But now here it gets to the nitty gritty. What he's supposed to do. Okay. So what's the first thing he's supposed to do?
2: To root out and to pull down.
1: So he's supposed to go to these nations and these kingdoms. And he's supposed to root out and pull down. Now this is amongst his people. This is amongst the house of Israel. That he's going out to do this. Can you imagine going into God's houses, different churches, different denominations, and what you're supposed to do is root out and to pull down anything that's not of God? Can you imagine? He didn't say he had any help. As far as a physical person, he had the one thing that everybody wants. God. God. That's all he needed. Amen. With God on your side, who could be against you? So can you imagine how intense that work is going to be? And this is what believers, man of God, this is what he got to do first. The shaking of the tree starts in God's house first. Mm -hmm. So there's some deep roots that aren't godly. And he has to root it out. And pull it down. There's been some religious going on. There's some rituals that have been going on that are not pleasing to God. Have nothing to do with God. Have everything to do with self-promotion.
2: Huh. Yes.
1: And some people are not even speaking God's words. They're not even rolling out the scrolls at this particular time. They're trying to lead people to do all types of things. Trying to make them be more contemporary. More worldly. Let's be more friendly. With no regard to God's perfection. God has a standard. And if we are not at God's standards, we are not doing what God has called us to do. He set the standard because it's based on his word. He says, I'm holy. Guess what? If he's holy then we should be holy because we're a holy people because we have what a holy god God. all Mm -hmm. right okay and what's the next thing to do we have to root out we have to pull down and what's the next thing we have to do
2: to destroy and
1: and what does destroy mean to you man of god
2: decimate end destruction tear apart bring down take it away Root it out.
1: It cannot come back to life. It will not come back into being. Disappear. It's over. As you say. It's ended. We got to think about that for a while, Brother Vernon. This is what this prophet was called to do. God is very clear. He is very concise. I think I would start weeping too. All right, and let's James go Commander. to the next thing.
2: To build and to plant. Oh, no. throw down, I'm
1: sorry. And to throw down. So he, he has subservies. to cast down vain imaginations. He has to cast all these idolatry practices. There would be none of that. God said, I'm a jealous God, amen? Amen. You have no other God before me. There's all these graven images. All these trinkets. They got to go. Then after all that is done, what happens?
2: Build and to plant. Okay. Start over. Rebirth.
1: Amen. That is a lot to do. Mm -hmm. But guess what? It's not impossible. Because God has set Jeremiah apart to do this. Can you imagine getting that type of assignment? Well, guess what, Brother Vernon? We are the Jeremiah's in a season called now. Now. So we need to understand the call that is on our lives. This is about the kingdom of God. And if we do this for God, who could be against us? This is the instruction book. This shows us how to do it and why it's necessary to do it. And if you care about the things that you say that you care about, yourself, your husband, your wife, your mother, your father, some have grandparents, some have great-grandparents, your siblings, your cousins, even the house of God where you go to fellowship and worship. Then we get into our communities, our neighbors, our schools, our cities, our towns, our counties, our states, our nation, other kingdoms, the world. But it starts With us receiving what God has instructed us to do. And if we have a question, or if we believe that we cannot do something for a reason, we should speak out as Jeremiah did. And God quickly did away with what his concern was, didn't he? Sure did. He reassured him. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Amen? Amen. So if there's some concern about the assignment that we have been given, then we need to be transparent with God and explain to him why we believe that we don't have the necessary know-how or resource to complete what it is that God has given us to do. I have an assignment of a radio ministry. When I have concerns about doing what it is that I need to do, I humbly bring it to God. And sometimes I have to get the lesson over and over again. But I know that he's the one that's teaching it. And only he can help me. Because in in essence, Brother Vernon, this is God's radio ministry. I'm just... A vessel. I'm just an instrument to proclaim his word and to do his perfect will. But I have to first believe that it's God who sent me. I first must believe that God is able. Amen. I can't falter on that. I can't go back and forth on that. I have to believe unequivocally. That he is the one that gave me this assignment. He is the one that's guiding me. He is the one that is telling me what to tell his people. And it's not always going to be easy, man of God. It's going to be quite difficult more often than not. Jeremiah wasn't trying to make friends. He was trying to warn people. That God was who he said he was. And God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And if they did not turn back. To him. It wasn't going to be good. See. This is Babylon. They had already been taken in captivity. Before with the Assyrians. Before that. It was Egypt. And after Egypt. It was the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So. They know this. But they started to have such hardened hearts when it came to God. And this was the people that he said were his people. And they were his people because he gave them his name. Now, if we can't get it right as his people, Vernon... There's no chance in hope for the world. We are supposed to be the light. We have got to get back to a standard of Jeremiah. This is the season that we must be as Jeremiah was. And you're going to get great opposition, Brother Vernon. It will not be easy. But... What's the alternative, man of God? Death. Eternal separation from God. See, it's not just a physical death. Some people pray for a physical gift every day. Just take me, Lord. Hmm. The thing that we cannot play with is the spiritual death. Amen. Because that is the total separation from God. You think it's violence now? You haven't seen the violence that is awaiting for you in heaven. You think it's pain now? You have no idea what the pain is going to be when you will not be in heaven with God. You think there's torment now? You think there's edge now? You will not even be able to imagine what the edge will be like all the time. Hmm and he was just one man and he was given this assignment one man that did not have a benefit of a wife did not have a benefit of children and he had to go against people that he knew. And what did he know? He knew the priest and he knew the prophet because that was his bloodline. Mm-hmm. Those were the people knew those were the people that were the rebel, the, the, the most rebellious. They they were leading people astray. What do we see in these these churches today, brother Vernon? Same thing. What are we seeing? Same thing. Is anyway. anybody standing up to the pastor? Is anybody telling the pastor, hey, pastor, that's not biblical. You're leading the people astray. Is anybody confronting the pastors? Is anybody confronting these so-called apostles? Is anybody confronting these so-called evangelists? Well, guess what? Jeremiah was... Called by God to go to all the nations and kingdoms. Matter of fact, he was set over them.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And God said, don't be afraid. I will deliver you. I am with you. He said, I am putting my words into your mouth. These are my words. What's greater than God's word? There's nothing greater than God's word. Brother Vernon. We have got to be prophets in our own home. We have got to establish a Jeremiah standard in our own homes, man of God. And we have to continue to do as it is in verse 10. Now, let's read verse 10 again in Jeremiah chapter 1, in case a listener is just joining us. Let's go over verse 10 again.
2: Verse 10. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant.
1: It has to happen in our own homes, Brother Vernon. We have to have the spirit of Jeremiah. We cannot give God an excuse that we're too young or we're too weak. We we, we can't use that. Because he is with us. Amen. And we have to give an account for what we do and what we don't do. Amen. Amen. And we have to reclaim that that is already ours. These are our children. Amen. These are our husbands. These are our wives. These are our parents. These are our communities. We have to reclaim them. And we reclaim them through the word of God and understanding that he is commanding us to do this. I believe there are Jeremiah's among us. I truly believe. And that we should be so excited about what we have heard and what God has put forth during the time of Jeremiah. The beautiful thing that we got going for us now is that we don't have a visitation. We have a habitation. Because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. We have a constant indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And we link up with God's word. We'd be unstoppable. Unstoppable. I believe that if we would sit down with our inter families. And proclaim. This that we see in Jeremiah and call them to that. We would be able to be so effective. I believe that we would see people being delivered, Brother Vernon. We would see people being sealed, healed. We will see people being able to see, as God told Jeremiah, see. They would be able to see. They would speak with power and authority because they're only speaking God's words. Can you imagine? God's word has all power, all authority. Some people are not going to make it, Brother Vernon. It's a lot of them that didn't make it when they came back from captivity out of Babylon. But that's not our concern. Our concern is to do what God called us to do. Mm -hmm. And believe that he is with us and that he will deliver us. And that it is going to be very scary. It's going to be difficult. But necessary if we are going to be victorious. Amen. We are a representative of our God, our Holy Father, our Holy King. We should not be cowering. We are the light. We are the salt. We need to be able to go out and stand on his word and profess. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to take a call at this time. Hello, you're on Save the loss at All Costs, and God
0: bless you. God bless you, Sister Nina. Hey, Sister uh, Yolanda, how are you, woman of God? I'm fine, ma'am, thank you. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, have you heard a uh, program where they teach that if you're a 501c3, that you're not teaching the right things of God? Uh, I wanted to ask you that question, because I've been listening to it, and and I believe this preacher wants to get confronted by all the ones that don't believe that. So and nobody has confronted him as of now. So I have a question. What do you think? So what is this preacher this preacher teaching? Say that again. He teaches that if you're not a 501c3 church, uh, no, that if you're one of these 501c3 churches, you're not teaching God's truth. Something
1: like that. Okay. So let me let me make sure that I heard you correctly. Mm-hmm. This this person says that if you're a 501c3, which is yeah. your nonprofit organization, you have a designee from the IRS. That is a code that the IRS gives mm-hmm. to a certain type of nonprofit. Usually, it's reserved for uh, religious organizations or uh, a church type of organization he says that you are not preaching the word of god did i did i get that correct well he he's saying something
0: like that because he's he's asking every preacher in this town to come and confront him about this thing that he's teaching and i don't see nobody confronting him i don't hear nobody confronting him okay whether it's wrong or right nobody confronts him he's got like a tuna Four hour radio program and nobody confronts you well i i believe
1: that in order for me to even address that i would need to see some scripture that he is using to make that statement and to uh request that to happen so if you can listen to it again or um you know, my contact information is on my website. Uh, you can text me or, you know, call me and give me the contact information. And I'll do some research and I'll look into that. A lot of, you know, people, and I can't speak for everybody. Uh, I can speak for myself, um, need to hear the scripture that they're using to support it. So once I see the scripture or the scriptures, then I would be able to... Uh, elaborate on it but just by you telling me that alone and not knowing the scripture that he's using to support his position there's nothing that i can go further with it other than to say i'd like to see the scriptures or i'd like to know what he's using to support okay, that uh, i'll
0: let you know uh if i'm able to do text you but uh he is on saturday morning at eight in the morning
1: on kkvv Okay. Well, I will look and do some research, and I'll see if I can listen to what it is that he's talking about so that I can uh, be more informed and then take it to the Lord in prayer and see if that's something that he even wants me to address. But I would like to see the scriptures.
0: Really appreciate it, ma'am.
1: Thank you. All right. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, ma'am. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sister Yolanda brought up a, a very good point. Uh, There are people who are, you know, saying things and uh, they seem uh, worth pursuing. But before we pursue anything, we need to get all the information and find out what it is in reference to. Does it line up with God's word? Everything needs to line up with God's word. And just because it needs to doesn't mean that it does. So I want to give this man of oh God the benefit of the doubt and reserve my comments until I do more research. Amen. And uh, we'll go from there. Oh, are you in agreement with me, Amen. Brother Absolutely. Vernon? Okay. So we appreciate Sister Yolanda's call. But before we leap, we need to do our research. Amen. Amen. And more so than that, brother, we need to pray about it. Always because everything is not our assignment. So we need to pray about it. So we will definitely uh, pray about it. And I'll listen for God to instruct me one way or another. Amen. Amen. I want to do things decent and in order, and I need to pray about it. Getting back to uh, Jeremiah. I really encourage our listeners to receive the spirit of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah did this once he was called for over 40 years, trying to get people to return to God. That's all he did. But he was called, Brother Vernon. As we read in verse 10. To root out. To pull down. And to destroy. And throw down. To build and to plant. Isn't God merciful? That he sent a prophet. To do this? Because when God comes. Yes. The Lord Jesus Christ. As we read about it in Revelation. With the double edged sword in his mouth. It will be too late. Amen. Amen. Hello, you want to save the loss at all costs, and God bless you.
0: Hi, how you doing? My name's Kevin. Hi, um, I Kevin. I want to thank you. I like what you were saying. Um, I'm, what the lady Yolanda was calling about before—I think I'm not sure if I'm right or not—but the 501c, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus Christ is the head of the church, mm-hmm. and if you attend a 501c church, um, he, uh, the government is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not putting jesus christ first jesus christ comes first before the 501 i don't know if i'm if i'm right or wrong on that or not Hmm. well
1: i Hmm. i I know for a fact that jesus christ is the head of the church yeah he established the church but i do know that a lot of people uh, set up 501c3s and if you see how it actually works is everything that they get is not a profit it's like every donation that i get I put back into the ministry. I never spend it. I never take a salary. I put everything back in the ministry. My books are always open for anybody to see what I do with the donations. And I believe if we were more transparent and allow people to see that, then it wouldn't be a lot of controversy. But I understand what you're saying, Brother Kevin, and I appreciate your comment.
0: Yeah, so it, it, I, it's because I it's okay to attend the 501C.
1: Well, the thing is, is that as long as Jesus is ahead of your life, that's all that matters, Amen. Because you know the Word of God. We love oh, he you. He is ahead
0: of mine. Yes, he is. Definitely. All right, we love you. Support, yeah. Yeah. All all and right. thank you, very
1: much All right, thank you. God bless you. I bless to bless you today. and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the lost at all costs is a Holy Spirit field live called in weekly. Radio Ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02pm Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas' very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060am and 1015 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our web www.savethelosslv.org If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelosslv.org If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All cost Inc. P.O. Box number 335850. North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.